0: Pastor Chooks Obina Ogoye. Pastor Chooks is the lead pastor of Resurrection Life Church in Johannesburg. He is a passionate teacher and preacher of the Word of God and has been blessed by God with the uncanny ability and gift to explain and unpack deep and complex spiritual truths in very easy to understand and apply formats. Pastor Chooks has been involved and active in marketplace ministries. He's an entrepreneur and business consultant with an avid passion for raising other entrepreneurs and business leaders. He has taught and facilitated many leadership and entrepreneurship courses and seminars. He is the host of broadcast programs on Facebook, YouTube, and several podcast channels, living the life with Pastor Chooks, the amazing power of woman. Thank God it's Friday. Welcome. It's a beautiful evening. Another time to study God's word together. My name is Chuck Sugoye. I'm doing episode 202, 202, on our series Understanding the Goodness of God. Understanding the goodness of God. Tonight um, is instalment five in the thought we started a few episodes ago. Um, that thought is the goodness of God makes peace my weapon. The goodness of God makes peace my weapon. All right. Um, we are uh we're going to start at Romans chapter twelve tonight Romans chapter twelve i I said something last night uh, that I'm going to deal with it today you know let's read Romans 1218 Romans 12 eighteen uh, Romans 12 eighteen. the word says if it is possible if it is possible as much as depends on you live peaceably with all men if it is possible as much as depends on you live peaceably with all men all right two parts to that to that uh, verse the first part if it is possible meaning that god also acknowledges that sometimes it's not possible because some people are just impossible <laughs> some people are just impossible to deal with that's just impossible to relate he says if it is possible So you will explore possibility. Because sometimes you will not win. Not because you do not want to win and have peace. But because the other party or parties have chosen to be impossible. So people can be unreasonably impossible. So if it is possible, then as much as depends on you. As much as depends on you. Live at peace with all men. So tonight I I want to deal with... Uh, strategies and things you can do when you are dealing with someone who is difficult, someone who, who is throwing flames at you, someone who is throwing trouble at you, giving you conflict, giving you grief, and um, um, blessing you with strife, and constantly, you know, giving you bad attitude. And you want to keep peace because is it possible to have peace in the midst of someone creating turmoil? and the answer is yes and and there's a skill to it you have got to understand how to work that skill because if, if god says you know if it is possible as much as depends on you live peaceably with all men so there are sometimes where some people are impossible you know and you you can't you can't run away from such people so how do you live with them and not allow their drama create crisis for you don't allow their drama to create storm for you. How do you live with impossible people? How do you live with somebody or, or, or groups of people who are trying to make life miserable for you? And, you know, how do you maintain your peace of mind? How do you maintain peace? How do you use peace as a weapon to fight them uh, 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 fighting you with, with fire, fighting you with hatred and animosity? fighting you with bitterness and how do you use peace to defeat them <laughs> that's what i want to share today how do you operate peace when the people around you are, are are pushing everything but peace they are they are coming up they are coming up with everything but peace they are arming themselves with with whatever it is that they can find just to stone you just to you know make trouble just to fight you to poke you to to aggravate you to Agitate you, and there sometimes you know people people are just used by the enemy to do that, and they are just out to aggravate you. They they really out to make life miserable for you. How do you maintain peace? How do you survive that kind of environment or that kind of season or that kind of person? And you know when when it becomes a real issue is when that person is close to you and you don't know what to do. With the relationship, you know, like a, a relationship with your parents. And your parents are, you know, one of them or two of them are, are giving you grief. <laughs> yes, it happens, you know, it happens. I, I remember sometime many years ago, you know, um, I was driving and I get a call from a certain a, a member of my church. And they were crying. And they were crying. And they were crying. The crying was so bad. I I, I remember I had to pull off the road and park because the crying, I thought someone died. And as they were crying, they were saying, My mother, my mother, and they were crying. So I thought their mother died. So I had to pull off the highway and park on the side of the road to you know deal with this situation. And they are crying. So after I managed to to you know get them to talk, what happened to your mother? when did this happen what i actually thought their mother died they said my mother my mother my mother what happened you know what happened to her what happened to her what happened to her when she managed to um, um get herself together my mother took my money <laughs> my mother ate my money again oh my god I, I, I. <laughs> Oh my God! And and what's interesting is that I've known about this very strange um, relationship she had had with her mother for a while. So so you know when I heard that, my goodness, this is why you're crying like this. So 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 what it is is that they they have a grandparent who who left a lot of money, and they get portions of the money. You know, I think yearly or something. And so her portion came, and the mother ate it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. you can have a difficult parent You can have You can have people who do such things to you You know I know somebody who's married and, and the husband consistently Consistently Hacks into her account She will hide her credit card Or her debit card The husband will find a way At some point the man even cloned The, the, the card of her account And then goes to do gambling Gamble her money away Gamble her whole salary. You know, you can you can have some very impossible people around you who try to who make life difficult for you. Who and and when when they are such family member like a spouse, like a, a relative, like a brother, like a sister. You know, I know a, another person who who has a I think a, an older brother who brings hell, who brings hell home regularly, regularly brings hell home. And when you have those kind of people, how do you have peace? How do you maintain peace and, 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 and not lose your mind because someone has been hired by, by Satan to, to work their work in, their li- in your life? How do you deal with those kind of people? That's what I want to I deal with tonight. So as much as depends on you is the part we want to do. What, the things that depend on you, what can you do? What can you do to still keep your peace while this person you know, um, um, is doing their drama and doing their nonsense? How do you make sure that their drama doesn't become your crisis? That's what we want to talk about. Now, now, the first thing I want to say is this. You may not be able to control what they do. Because what they do is their responsibility. It's their decision to do what they do is their decision to act the way they want to act. Is their decision. So you can't take responsibility for that. You, you you are not the one to you know to control their behavior. But there's something that you can control, which is how you react to them. And that's what I want to teach tonight. How you react to them because that is entirely in your control. So so you can react in a way that even when they create a fire and create a, a, a fire and a furnace and throw you in the furnace, you will not burn. Oh, yes, you will not burn. Instead, the fourth man will show up in the fire for you and with you. It is possible to have you know have your things together, have your 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 act together, that even when they throw you into the fire, instead of the fire to burn you, the fire sets you free. Ayy. The fire sets you free, like it did for the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They heated up the furnace seven times and threw them into the fire. And when they got into the fire, the Bible said the fire burnt the ropes that were tying them, and they were walking about in the fire. And they're walking so you can walk about in the fire that someone created to burn you. You don't have to burn in the fire, and you don't have to fight fire with fire. You don't have to fight fire with fire. You you got to understand what. What you need to do, and that's what I want to teach tonight, what you need to do so that the fire they created instead of the fire to burn you. The fire actually liberates you. Hallelujah. The fire liberates you. Remember that, you know, one of the advantages of understanding the message of the goodness of God is that you receive an uncanny ability to turn around that which was meant for evil. You turn it around for good. Because when you embrace the absolute goodness of God, that which was meant to hurt you ends up healing you. Hallelujah. That which is meant to stop you ends up escalating you and pushing you forward. That which was meant to stumble for you as a stumbling block, it becomes a stepping stone. That's what happens when you know you know, understand the goodness of God. All things work together for your good. So the devil meant it for evil, but because of what you know, aye, because of the revelation of the goodness of God you know, you are able to latch in on that revelation and what was meant for your destruction ends up becoming your your deliverance. It ends up becoming your promotion. It ends, it ends up becoming your lifting. You So you can, and you know what, when you understand what I'm, I'm about to share tonight, When you see someone throwing flames at you, instead of you becoming angry and becoming bitter and becoming negative to to fight them, you can actually switch into this mode and and turn on this thing that you rejoice at what they are doing. Because what they are doing starts working for you. You know, like that fire, when they threw them into the fire, they thought they were going to burn. But the fire only burnt that which was holding them down. They were tied hands and feet. The fire burnt the ropes and set them free, and they were walking around in the fire because Jesus showed up in the fire. So, so, because the the, the fourth man that showed up in the fire is was, they saw him as the son of God. Jesus showed up in the fire. So, what do you need to do to cause Jesus to show up in the fire that they created in the company to burn you, the fire that they created in the ministry to burn you, the fire that they created in the village, you know, circle the village meeting to burn you. That fire ends up liberating you. How do you get the, the, the God of peace to step into the fire for you and with you? How do you get the God of peace? How do you get the Son of, the son of God to step into the fire for you and with you? That's what I want to talk about. So, so you've got to understand that this is about you controlling your reaction. You can't control what they are doing, but you can control how you respond. So if you understand this, you'll be able to respond appropriately because you control how you respond. You control it, okay? The Bible says in Galatians chapter five, in verse twenty-two. Galatians chapter five, verse twenty-two. You know, you know, I'm a student of what I'm teaching you because I understand it that you can't, you can't change everybody around you. You know, in my line of work, pastoring people. Oh yes, people come from hell. Literally, People, we deliver people from hell. That's our job. So, so we get people out of hell, but sometimes we are not able to get hell out of the people very quickly. So they come to church with hell inside of them. And they spill hell everywhere they go. Oh yes, oh yes. They spill hell everywhere they go. Because, you know, they've lived in hell for a long time that hell has entered into them. And now you've delivered them out of hell, brought them into church, but the hell hasn't gone out. So for the period that hell is still in them, you gotta, you got to know how to manage them so they don't burn down the building. They don't burn down the whole church. They don't burn other people. They don't burn you as a pastor. So, so I'm, 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 I'm a student of you know the skills that I'm about to share because I've used them over the years that I have been a leader in the house of God and, and pastoring people and, and having to deal with all manner of people, the, the easy ones to deal with and the difficult ones to deal with, the ones who came with hell. When they were delivered out of hell, they came with hell, and the hell is still burning inside of them. And and you know what? You can't chase them out of the church. Why? The church is a hospital. The church is a hospital. There are people who come to hospital and they are, you know, treated and they respond to treatment and they get better and they get, you know, they they get better and they get you know going with life. There are some other people who come to church and you are giving them medication. They are not getting better. They are not responding to treatment. Oh yes, for a while. Some some don't respond to treatment for many years. Some don't respond to treatment for a short while. But there will be people who don't respond to treatment. And you got to deal with them. And you can't chase them out. You can't throw them out. I have never thrown anybody out. Of course, I have disciplined people. I've suspended people from working. But you can't throw anybody out. People must still be allowed to fellowship with the brethren. You might give them a backbench. But they must still be allowed to come to church. So so while you are, you know, trying to get the hell out of them, how do you have peace of mind? That the hell that they carried don't come and become, you know, but create hell in your own house or hell in your own life. Because they are in hell or their hell is in them. Now now hell becomes your portion. No, 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 no. You gotta know what to do. And it's all about the control of your own actions. Look at Galatians chapter 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, is joy, is peace, is kindness, is goodness, is faithfulness, is gentleness, is self-control. Against such there is no law. Against such there is no law. Uh, This is the part. Against this ninefold fruit of the Spirit, there is no law. No law can work against it. No law can dominate it. No law can, can um, uh, annul them. Then against them, there is no law. Meaning that when you equip and engage the fruit of the Spirit, you can quench whatever that the enemy throws up. You know, you know when we read Ephesians chapter 6, and he's describing the, the, the weapons um, uh, of our warfare, and he's describing the armor, the armor of the believer, he it talks about, he said, take up the shield of faith. With which you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. You can't stop the enemy from throwing the darts. You cannot stop him. He will throw the darts, but you can you can put up the shield of faith. Now, faithfulness, as listed here in the nine uh, uh, description of the fruit of the spirit, is connected to that, you know, faith. The shield of faith. So so you can lift up the shield of faith and quench the fiery darts. Fiery that means fire, meaning trouble. The darts of the enemy. And the enemy will use people, we use human beings to throw those darts at you, to you know, fire darts at you. Yeah. Knowing how to operate the nine nine flavors or nine expressions of the fruit of the spirit, proficient in them, helps to douse whatever it is that the enemy. He's trying to throw at you. Hallelujah. Alright, so, the first key there is use kindness. Employ kindness. Kindness is one of the fruit of the Spirit. Employ kindness. Employ gentleness. Employ peace. Employ joy. Love. Self-control. These are the things. Employ them. <laughs> Engage them well. See, if you can control yourself not to get angry. You can control yourself not to be ticked off. If you control yourself not to absorb their negative energy. And you can control, you know, the amount of energy, negative energy that you are allowed to impact on you. That's self-control. Use kindness. Loads of kindness. So, remember, you know, in Proverbs chapter 15, let's let's look at it. Proverbs 15, verse 1. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. Oh, dear Lord, thank you for, for your mercy and your grace. Amen. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1. It says, a soft answer turns away rot. A soft answer turns away rot. But a harsh word stirs up anger. Can you see that? A harsh word. So you will refuse to engage harsh words. They are throwing harsh words at you. Use soft answer to turn away their anger. Rot is anger. Use soft answer. So they're aiming anger at you. They're throwing flames at you. They're throwing aggression at you. Sometimes it's passive aggression. And they're throwing it at you. Use the soft answer to turn it away. The Bible says soft answer turns away rot. So there is a supernatural thing that soft answer has that creates a shield that turns away rot. Right. So... so Number two, be compassionate as you try to see where they are coming from. Be compassionate towards them. Understand that, you know, they probably are having a hard time, probably are having a very difficult time, and that's why they are behaving difficult. Be compassionate towards them and try to see where they are coming from. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12. Colossians 3, 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness. Do you see that? Humility, meekness, long-suffering. He says, put it on. So it's something you put on. Tender mercies kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. Put it on. So, so you can put on tenderness, which is compassion. You can put on compassion towards this person who is behaving like this. Know that that behavior is abnormal, and, and your response is compassion. Sorry. Sorry for, for the way you are behaving. I, I'm not saying you should say that with your mouth. But, but feel sorry for them, and see where they are coming from. Because if you can see where they're coming from and understand, you know what they are dealing with, it's easier to bear with their with the flames they are throwing at you. It's much easier. Be compassionate as you try to see where they are coming from. Number three, find a common connection with, with with the person. Find a common ground. Find something that that you can connect with, because sometimes people are just creating unnecessary stress for you because you know uh they 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 can't see a connection with you but if you if you make the effort find you know something that is common oh we went to the same university or oh, we went to you know we went to uh, uh, same course at some point you know we serve in the same department in church we we have similar backgrounds my our mothers come from the same area, you know, our fathers, you know, went to the same school. I don't know. Just find the common ground, and then and then stay with the common ground. People tend to be less aggressive towards people that share something in common with them. It's a psychological fact. People tend to be less aggressive, less judgmental, when they know that um, this person is similar to me in this particular area or in that particular area. All right. So find where you agree and connect with the person at that point of agreement. Find where you have commonality and stay with that for a while. And you watch the aggression and agitation subside. Number four. When they are throwing flames at you, don't fight anger with anger. Stay calm. Stay and remain calm. Refuse to be agitated. And I've learned this from experience. Be slow to anger. Stay calm. If you are able to control yourself to slow down your anger, and you are not reacting and, and throwing flames as they are throwing flames at you. throwing No. No, no. Slow down and, 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 and remain calm. Let me tell you why. When you are calm and you hold back from getting angry quickly, you are able to analyze the situation and think it through. Because sometimes we can be mistaken in our perception of what a person is doing or saying that we we, we come out attacking them only to find out that what we thought they were saying is not what they are saying. What we thought they did is not what they did. So that's why I've learned to be carefully, you know, to consider, to, to be very slow to anger. Just slow down, think about it, and I, you know what? I have found myself many many instances where this saved me a lot of embarrassment. You know, you sometimes you can think somebody said something, and they didn't say that. They didn't say what you think they said. So you sl- slowing down and process what it is, and holding back your reaction, only for you to find out. 30 minutes later or one hour later that you got them wrong. That what you thought you heard is not what you heard. Thank God that you did not react the way you thought you wanted to react initially. Oh, that has saved me a lot of times. A lot of times. I, 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 can't, I can't tell you stories now. But that can, has saved me a lot of times. Where I I thought somebody said something just because I, I held back from responding harshly or rashly. And I held back, only for me to find out much later that what I thought they said or what they thought they did was not what they thought they did. And that's not what they said. So I, I thank God that I did not respond and react violently back at them when I heard wh- what I thought I heard. Does it make sense? So stay and remain calm. Refuse to be agitated. Now now let me, let me say this. I am saying this. These things are skills that you got to learn. As we learn to be you know, walk, walk with the Spirit of God. That verse says there, put on, put on tender messes. So it's something that you learn to put on. Nobody was born proficient at tender messes. Nobody was born proficient at kindness, at humility, at meekness, at long-suffering. No, nobody was born that way. People learn these things. So, So when he says put it on, it means it's a process and something you are learning. Oh yes, you're learning. No, every now and again I lose my my cool. Every now and again it happens, but it's much better now than it was many years ago. And what, what has happened is the ability to control myself. Yeah, sometimes I lose it. I, I'm, 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 I'm going to be honest, but you know, but I've learned to control it. Even when I lose it, I'm able to recoil fast. I, I'm able to calm myself down, and I'm learning, you know, it's actually possible not to lose it. Oh yes, it's actually possible to not lose it, to always be in control, and that's where I want to arrive. And that must be the same for you. That's where you want to be, where you are in absolute control of yourself and your reaction, that you don't just, you know, lose it. You, it, for you to lose it, it's been it's been long coming. But staying calm and remaining calm is a key. Number five. It's a principle that I learned from. A wise man. The man has passed on now. His name is Stephen Covey. I, I I learned this from from his book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and and it has helped me in you know over the years in how to address conflicts. He says, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Seek first to understand where this person is coming from, and then seek for them to understand you. Seek to communicate so that they can see what you are saying, but you can only You know, come back with your own when you have listened to their own. Seek first to understand them, then to be understood. And when we both apply that same principle, we end up, you know, resolving whatever difficulties are. All right. Number six. My time is almost done. Number six. Treat them with respect and dignity. They may be aggressive towards you, but treat them with respect and dignity. You know, don't don't come back shouting, um, denigrating them. They threw foul words at you, you also throw foul words at them. No, that's not that's not Christianity. No, 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 no. You know, they, they are rude to you, so you also rude back at them. No, no, no. Treat them with respect and dignity. They may have acted disrespectful, but treat them with respect and dignity. Yeah? That's how you show that you are actually higher. that you are bigger than them. Just not coming down to their level to use swear language, to use horrible language because they use horrible language at you. No. No, don't condescend to come down to their level. Take the game higher by treating them with respect and dignity. Yes, they've been disrespectful, but you treat them with respect and dignity. Amen. All right, number seven. Sometimes, what you need to do is to walk away <laughs> is to ignore them and walk away you know there are sometimes when people have stayed back in a tense situation and then the thing you know deteriorated completely and you know it, it went bad it went very very bad and it would have been easier if you walked away before these tensions escalated to the level just walk away said, but yeah but it makes me look like a fool it's okay you can be a fool for Jesus just walk away you can you can yes you can be a fool for jesus just walk away you know ignore them and walk away yeah I, i'm remembering stories you know when we do marriage intervention you know there was this lady who 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 you know beat up her husband like seriously beat up beat him up and then after she beat him up she phoned me yeah, i remember you know and and phoned me and said pastor i i I need to report myself before he reports me to you. I said, What what happened? He said, No, I beat my husband up. <laughs> I beat my husband up. I said, Really? For sure, for real. He said, Yes, I did. I said, Okay, please. <laughs> I am I am traveling out of town now, but I'll be back in the evening. Please come and see me, you and him. You guys come and see me. Convince him to for you guys to come. And they came. And I said, You know, what happened? They tell the story. And the man said to me, I walked away. She slapped me. She headbutted me. I walked away. I walked away. But pastor, tell her, the next time it happens, I will not walk away. <laughs> I said, my brother, you will keep walking away. You are the bigger person. You are the much bigger person by walking away. By, by walking away. He said, but pastor, she's doing it and she thinks, no, I said, be the bigger person. While she, I mean, she reported herself meaning that she was not happy with what she did. So, but while she is still growing up to control herself, because you don't have to resolve things by throwing fists. No, you don't. You know, you, you don't have to resort to that. So, staying, staying in a situation where what they are saying or what they are doing is going to infuriate you some more, is going to make you lose it completely, just ignore them and walk away. Ignore them and walk away. Because sometimes it's, you know, you're staying there and replying, and then they, they give it back, and then you give it back, and then it escalates, and it, it gets out of hand. <laughs> it gets out of hand. I remember two, two, two sisters were having a, a, a disagreement uh, you know, over something. And this one says, Don't talk to me like that. And the other one says, And if I do, what are you going to do about it? And he says, Don't talk to me like that. I said, so If I do and, uh, next, next have, boah! This one you know, landed the slab and the other one returned the slab and a scuffle ensued. We had to go in and break up the fight. This ought not to be. This ought not to be. Christians are ought not to behave like that. So sometimes all you need to do is ignore the insult, ignore the embarrassment, and then walk away. Number eight. I learned this principle from my pastor, my spiritual father, Pastor Paul Adifranci. He he taught a message many years ago and this message changed my life. He said, look past the fault and see the need. When someone is malfunctioning, when someone is dysfunctional, there's a need behind the fault. There's a need. Look past that fault and see that need and meet the need. Help them with the problem why they are malfunctioning. So, so you can be compassionate and then look past their misbehavior and see the need. Take up the need in prayer. Take up the need practically. Maybe it's something you can do to solve, help ameliorate the pain of that need. And then you'll find out that you solved the problem. So look past the fault and see the need and then minister to the need and you will deal with the fault. The last one for tonight. at would I scratched it a little bit before. Don't return anger or negative energy with negative energy or anger with anger. Don't don't do that. Don't return anger with anger. I know the temptation is, you know, you you hit me, I hit you back. You you abuse me, I abuse you back. But for a child of God, no don't don't resort to tit for tat. Yeah, don't resort to, to tit for tat when they when they you know throw stuff at you. You can actually absorb it and drop it on the floor. And and trash it. So instead of taking it and throwing it back, no, drop it on the floor and then trash it. That's your responsibility as a Christian. My time is up. My time is up. But I hope you got something tonight. You so say I've given you nine strategies for dealing with, with difficult people, creating difficult moments, creating difficult situations, creating difficult seasons. This is how, of course, my list is not exhaustive, but this is if you start practicing the things that I just taught tonight, you will maintain your peace. Hallelujah. You will maintain your peace in the midst of trouble and, 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 and storms around you, you maintain your peace. I'm gonna to continue tomorrow as I finish this thought. Tomorrow, I want you to stay, stay, you know, stay blessed. Uh share this broadcast with somebody, share the link with you know, a family member, with a friend. Somebody who has been irritating you, share it with them so that it will bless them and maybe they will stop becoming being an irritation. Hallelujah. This broadcast is also available on, on podcast channels on the internet, on Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and so on. You know, Search for Living the Life with Pastor Chuck's Understanding the Goodness of God series and you will find these teachings. Tonight was episode 202. If you want to listen to it again or listen to it as an audio podcast, Two zero two episode two two zero two. All right, but until uh, I see you tomorrow, stay blessed, stay stay encouraged, stay very peaceful, hallelujah, and 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 allow the goodness of God to flow out of you and fill the environment around you. Good night, God bless you. There comes a time in your life when you need a change, an upgrade. You need upliftment. You need lasting results. You just want your life to be real. You need your life to be meaningful, deep, full, purposeful, and easy. You're looking for enlargement, amplification, increase, strengthening. You're looking for growth in your life. You want leverage, strategic advantage, gain and favor, ability to influence, plout and strength. Join us at Resurrection Life Church every Sunday. Visit our website dot reslife dot org dot za for more information. Make this year your year of being real. Embrace rapid enlargement and leverage. It is your time.